Welcome to In the Black with your host, Bob Dickerson. Our program takes a look at the socioeconomic issues affecting black America. From education to news and politics to business matters, we have the stories and guests that you need to hear about. Now, here is Bob Dickerson. Well, hello, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Uh, we've really been enjoying bringing this show, these shows to you, having a great time. And uh, as you know, and you've heard me talk a lot about the A.G. Gaston Conference that just uh, concluded in Birmingham, Alabama. As a matter of fact, uh, during the time this program is airing, we will be in the midst of the closing lunch. And I've told you from time to time that we pre-record the program. So we will be in the midst of our closing luncheon. And, uh, and, and I can assure you that the A.G. Gaston Conference is always a great time. We always have great information. Uh, we just have a good time. I mean, it's something that's really, really important to our community in Birmingham. And I think we have information that really helps folks from all across the country. So uh, it is my pleasure, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to introduce to you, introduce to some of you and present to others, one of the guest speakers who uh, plays a vital role and has played that before in Birmingham and with the AG Gaston Conference. Please welcome Mr. Eugene Mitchell. Eugene. Hi, um, Bob. It's really an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for all the work that you do in the community and for especially hosting that wonderful conference year after year. Well, Eugene, I want you to talk a bit about uh, when we first met, uh, when you were with New York Life, you, you've got a, a moniker. Uh, you're the man with the $50 billion plan. Talk to us a little bit about that and, and how you came up with that and how you and others at New York Life came about that and why that's important to our community. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, I spent 17 years of my uh, career at New York Life Insurance uh, here in New York City, and I sat in a cultural marketing group leading 1,500 Black financial advisors around the country. And uh, I realized uh, very quickly that the, the uh, education in the Black community around tools such as life insurance wasn't the same, wasn't on par with many other cultures that were out there. Uh, I realized that many in the Black community had only realized, uh, thought or been taught that life insurance was about covering the cost of the funeral and uh, final expenses. And, um, and I believe that uh, is, a, is a way that uh, families aren't being set up from generation to generation as somebody passes away with, with additional income that can uh, help the family to, to move ahead. And um, so in 2011, I created a campaign that uh, was, was intended to motivate the agents and also educate the community differently about this tool called life insurance. And vision I had was for uh, the agents to, to touch at least 200,000 African-Americans and get them to see the value of owning at least $250,000 of life insurance. 200,000 people with $250,000 of insurance would create $50 billion of income protection because I wanted to think of more than just burial. Think of it as uh, income protection in case something happened to you, you didn't make it home, the family would have a continuing income stream but it would also be tax-free future income because life insurance passes tax-free. So this became the mission and then ultimately a movement 
It took us six and a half years to, to put on the books $50 billion of insurance by these black agents, primarily to, to benefit the black community. And um, so that, that's where this name came from. Uh, I, I think it's a, a visionary uh, idea and, and really was and has been now uh, on the other end of this, a way that we're seeing a real difference made into families. As, as, as checks are being delivered, as people pass away, we're seeing mortgages paid off and, and uh, student loans paid and, and really uh, a whole nother generation creating businesses and, and feeling empowered and, and managing properly uh, with what they have above and beyond their incomes from work and, and other investments that they may have. Yeah, well, Eugene, and I think that's great. And by the way, to the audience, uh, Eugene has authored uh, a book. It is uh, entitled Closing the Racial Wealth Gap. Uh, you can get it, Eugene, on Amazon. And where else? Let's, let's tell the audience. I want, you well, to, I want people and, to get your uh, book. Perfect. Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and EugeneMitchell.com. EugeneMitchell.com. Remember that, audience. Bar Barnes & Noble, Amazon. I know most of you are, are online, so we know how to buy stuff online. You got your Prime account, so <laughs> just go on there and get it. We probably That's spent right. uh, too much money online buying other stuff, but I promise you, uh, this book is is worth it. You know, you say something in in this book, and I think you're you're always addressing a problem, uh, and and I see that it will take 228 years before black wealth reaches the current level of white wealth in the United States. Let's talk about that for a while, 228 years. Eugene, are we really that far behind? Yes, Bob, we, we are in, in the way of, um, I think, mindset and, and our spending habits and our investments. You know, the, the black experience in America, there's, there's been, you know, a, a, a 400 years, it was a celebration last year uh, uh, the, since the first slaves arrived and, and uh, that's 1619 and this being uh, 2019 last year, the first 256 years, there wasn't any wealth creation in the black community. For the next 100 years uh, under segregation, that, uh, that the wealth that was created and many times was, was um, it was, it was destroyed or, or taken away, or there were challenges to, to multiply it or, or operate in, in, the, in the large mainstream. And over the last 60 years or so since the civil rights movement, uh, there's been progress made, but uh, you know, to catch up that, that time frame of, of not having the same access, to having um, you know, loans at, at different rates, not being approved for, for jobs and employment and opportunities, it has set the black community back. And, and therein lies what they, we talk about is this wealth gap. And, and the, the, um, you know, this 228 years is really about saying, if we don't do anything different, if we just stay on the same path of incremental gains, you know, some will say, you know, you've got to put, you know, 3% into your 401k and, and you know, uh, live below your means and don't take on too much debt. So to catch up to, to everyone else, and, and to really advance our families to be on par, to have the same opportunities, I think that's what I'm interpreting the 220 years is, is gonna uh, be just on the path that we're on. And so of course the book, the, the concepts that I'm, I'm promoting, the people I'm aligned with that we talked about at the conference was about doing something transformative. And, and I believe a tool like life insurance can be transformative for a family. 
that uh, if, if someone passes and $250,000 is delivered, you know, and we have a check, a tax-free check, that can really move the, the, the bar on, on where a family lies in the way of investing in the, those uh, wealth-building foundational assets, that you can have a down payment for a home, that you can have the startup capital for a new business. You can pay for the college education without taking out loans, things that create more wealth for other folks. So that's where I see this, uh, this, this message uh, and the urgency around trying to get, get us on, um, you know, inspired to do something more and, 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 uh, and bigger than we have been doing. So, Eugene, and I'm glad to hear you say that. I've been saying that on this program on In the Black since we've, we've been on, where we've talked about the racial wealth gap. And we've talked about wealth gaps that are not necessarily racial, but, uh, but you know where we come from. And this is what the A.G. Gaston Conference has always been about to try to talk about wealth building strategies. Of course, we focus on, on business ownerships, but, but it's good to hear, but everybody's not gonna own a business, but, but everybody can, uh, can utilize this tool, or practically everybody can utilize this tool of insurance. And, and it's certainly been something that we as a community have never really focused on, I don't think, uh, in a way that we, that we should. And, and, and the word that you use that I, I'd like for you to elaborate just even more on it is that this kind of thinking is transformative. I would say it's transformative because we haven't employed it before. But let's, let's talk about the transformation uh, that can happen in our community if we were to employ this type of thinking. So we shorten those 228 years to something hopefully much shorter. That's right. You know, at the conference, we talked about uh, four pillars of intergenerational wealth transfer. So, so you've got proper management of your financial assets, your 401k, your savings in the bank, your basic investments. You've got uh, uh, home ownership that, and land and investment properties that you could pass on from generation to generation. As you said, you've got business ownership. That's another way to, to, to move uh, folks along. So the fourth, and, and the one that I'm you know, most passionate about and in my 20 years of experience has been in, is in this in using life insurance as in creating an inheritance to empower the next generation. And, and part of that, that $50 billion campaign uh, was about not only in empowering families individually, but to think about what we could do if we had that collectively. If 200,000 people have $250,000 of insurance that at some point over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, we're going to pass and their family is going to receive that. So think about what the, the collective group could do with $50 billion when that gets paid out. You think about the deposits into banks. You think about the, the tithing to churches, the, the, uh, the startup capital for new businesses. You, you think about the endowments and the charitable giving that can come from $50 billion. So, so for me, that, that's that transformative thinking. And like you said, we haven't thought of this or done this in this way before. That, uh, you know, really to, to think about the potential of what we could do together with this um, to, to empower communities, to, to build, and, and as Maggie Anderson says, to cycle the dollar back to black businesses, to help them to be successful, to, to create role models, to, to impact our own employment, unemployment rates. See, I think that's where, where I'm going, that uh, as you talked about the, the differing views of closing the wealth gap, I, I'm not say, ever saying or advocating that we take anything from anybody else. It's not about a redistribution from somebody who has into somebody who doesn't have, 
We're just talking about empowering those with the, that don't have with the tools and the strategies that they can employ for themselves to get to the next level. Things like life insurance, if I've only ever thought of it as being a burial policy, but now I can see that I can create you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions for my family from, from just only paying a few hundred dollars a month, that this is you know, what other communities have been doing and have understood, but what I'm saying the black community hasn't, and there's the opportunity to share that message. So uh, radio listeners, you're listening to Eugene Mitchell, who is the author of Closing the Racial Wealth Gap. He was also a speaker at the just concluded A.G. Gaston Conference in Birmingham, Alabama. You've heard me talk a lot about that uh, over the past month or so. Uh, we're going to be taking a break, but when we come back, we're, we're going to hold Eugene over, and we're going to talk about uh, a couple of folks, one of whom he just mentioned, Maggie Anderson, who also was a speaker at the A.G. Gaston Conference, as well as George Frazier, who I've seen Eugene present with. And so we're going to talk about that as well as his seven rules uh, that you need to know in order to help close the racial wealth gap. You're listening to In the Black. This is Bob Dickerson on the Voice America Radio Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson, Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. Hey, remember, uh, you, can, you can get us at all of the various social media platforms, Facebook, Bob Dickerson, uh, your at in the black and that's n-t-h-b-l-k i spell it differently so i could trick you but it's at in the black on twitter also at b dickerson jr on another twitter account reach out to us communicate with us uh we're loving doing this show and we're having a great time uh we're, we're carrying over uh for another segment mr eugene mitchell i referred to eugene as the man with the 50 billion dollar plan now very few people can carry that moniker and live up to it. And, and Eugene certainly is one of the folks that can do that. So Eugene, we're really, really happy to have you on our program. And, and I'll mention this, uh, we've done the AG Gaston Conference, our, our, we just concluded our 16th, 16th conference. And at conference number one, George Frazier was the keynote speaker as he was uh, the, yesterday actually, 
uh, when the show is airing. But I met you at the same time I met a wonderful young woman uh, who is off, who has a, a, a tremendous commitment to African-American businesses, Maggie Anderson. You've developed a great relationship with both of those folks. And I want you to just talk about it. Hey, let's start off with Maggie because I met you, Eugene, because I met Maggie, or maybe I met Maggie because I met you. I'm, I'm not sure whether it's the chicken or the egg, but, <laughs> but the I egg. met you both together. And, and so let's talk about your relationship with Maggie and the stuff that you're doing uh, with George Frazier right now. Absolutely. And let me first say congratulations on the, on the 16th conference, um, just for, for the passion and the commitment that you've had to, to continue to empower and, and to connect and to, to share a message of uh, just us moving ahead and moving together and being stronger together. So thank you for that. Thank you. And it's actually a meeting. Of, we, I met you a number of years ago at, a, at one of the conferences where you had us on the stage, both me and Maggie, as uh, keynote speakers there. And I want to thank you again for that. Uh, that was early on in the $50 billion campaign. And uh, yeah, my, me and Maggie, we, we uh, actually uh, created a tour together, call it the $50 billion empowerment tour. And uh, Maggie's got a, an amazing story of, of her own. Uh, her and her husband uh, really became passionate advocates for wealth building and legacy creation, but were inspired by what it would mean to, to redirect our, our, our annual income as a collective black community. So 43 million black folks have $1.2 trillion of earned income. And she conducted a study and wrote a book about us redirecting some of that to support black owned businesses to help them to become successful. She said on average, all we spend is 3% of what we make with black owned businesses. But if we were to increase that to 10%, that increased demand would have us have to employ a million more people for, for the, to help those businesses succeed. And we know that most black businesses, I think, would hire from the black community so we could impact our own unemployment rate. And so where Maggie was uh, really passionate about this message of redirecting to, to support businesses, I, I also joined her in this uh, story and this message to say if we were to redirect some of our $1.2 trillion into financial tools and strategies like life insurance, we could also add to that generational wealth and income that we can benefit and grow together with. And so we really had, I think, a, a, a wonderful message and, an, and, a, and a great time going out uh, just, just from sharing with, with all kinds of groups, from, from government agencies to, to um, churches to, to civic and, 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 and uh, fraternal organizations, spreading this message about what we can do for ourselves, by ourselves, without asking for anything. This is 1.2 trillion that we already have and, and just leveraging that and using that better. And so well, it was an amazing time, and, and uh, it was amazing to be with her yesterday at the conference as well, back on the stage. And likewise, you asked about George Frazier, another um, role model and mentor of mine. Uh, is, we've had him speak at my conferences, and I've spoken at his conferences, and as you said, you've had him at, at yours. Uh, just a, an amazing um, leader in the way of, of connection and, and uh, uniting us in, in the community. He's, he's got... Uh, Six, I believe, um, uh, best-selling books, ranging from success runs in our race to power networking, is about how we come together to to empower and share the best of the best that we have with one another to move us to the next level. And so, just just two two amazing individuals that I, I feel blessed with to to be a part of the journey that I'm on 
I, I think a God-given journey to help spread this economic empowerment message. Um, I spent four years as a, as a prison guard in Miami, 17 years as a corporate executive, learning these tips, tools, and strategies to create wealth that now I wrote and put into a book and, and have now created an agency to, to continue to spread that. And so really, um, yes, two wonderful individuals and, and a blessing to, to, to my life as well. Yes, they have been. And, and thank you and them for your contributions to the Age of Gas and Conference. Uh, we're speaking with Eugene Mitchell, Eugene Mitchell Consulting Group for Financial Literacy and Financial Services. Financial literacy is something uh, that we really need more of in our community. You know, I'm, I'm loving the conversations that we're having around these financial concepts uh, that uh, have, have, as you say, they've been untold and underutilized by many folks in, the, in our community, in the black community, but they're things that everyone can use. It's not something that you, you don't have to be a, a football player or inherit a bunch of money or have a, you know, a, a rich uncle. Uh, these are things that you can do to, to create financial prosperity and this, this intergenerational wealth. We talk about that a lot, but we, here are some real strategies that will allow us to do that. So, so Eugene, in your book, uh, you list seven rules, and I, I like rules. A.G. Gaston, uh, one of my heroes, had 10 recommendations for success that were not totally unlike some of the things that you mentioned here. But, but can you talk about those seven rules uh, a little bit? Uh, because I think it's important for our audience to hear that. That's right. And, and yeah, I think so some of these are new. Some of these are, are, are building off of those that, uh, strategies that have gone before. I just wanted to put it down into a book and, and a, like a reference guide that we can refer back to as a, from a credible source, somebody who created and then completed a program for $50 billion. Um, just to offset for, for so much that we're seeing in the media, from you know, social media, the bad messaging, the, the uh, athletes and entertainers that we see just spending, spending, consuming, consuming, the reality TV. Um, you know, just how do, how do we continue to offset some of that and, and bring the proper messaging that we can follow? Um, and that was the, my intent of this book and, and um, the, sort of the, the path that I, I try to put it on in, in those seven rules. Um, starting first from, from you as an individual and, and what I recognize to be uh, as, a, as being a black man in America, um, and many of us out there have never been taught or told our value and our worth in this world. And so that's the, the uh, rule number one that I put it out, uh, know yourself, know your worth. And, and I tie that back into um, calculating your, your economic value and, and seeing in that, um, that that we're all million dollar assets. And, and, and it should change your mindset and, and your, your spending habits and, and your ultimate goal in life when you start to think of yourself like that. And, and, and I justify it by saying, and, and these are calculations that I put in the book, if you make 50000 a year for 20 years, that's $1 million that you would have earned. That means you're a million-dollar asset. That if you don't make it home tomorrow, that's a million dollars your family won't receive. And, and so when I think about this, you know, anything else that, that uh, is worth a million dollars, we would hold it up. We would value it. We would take care of it. And, and that's where I start in the book about this um, idea of, of knowing ourselves and, our, and knowing our worth. So that we can, you know, take better care of our health. You know, if you had a million dollar racehorse, you, would you have it staying up late at night and, and, and drinking and smoking and not eating properly and, 
and not going to the vet. I mean, we would take care of other things worth a million dollars more than we do ourselves. So that's the first chapter. And um, then, then I go into the second point of that. If you had something worth a million, what would you do with it? You would insure yourself or insure it uh, to make sure that uh, it would always continue to have that value and or uh, contribute to, to whoever the owners or those that were dependent on it. And so that's rule number two. And like I said, this is about putting on a sudden a path of mindset and spending habits to, 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 um, to, to have a plan in place. And, and so rule number three, I go into you can't earn your way to wealth. And the idea is to, to set up a, a, a path or a financial GPS to help you get there. And we've got four guiding principles for, for, for you and your financial life uh, that, that build and, and, and go up about what we need to put together to make sure we have in place as, as foundational building blocks to create wealth in our community. That's number three. Going on, uh, number four, how do we stay on track and avoid the traps? I call it, if you have a landlord and a Lexus, then you have a problem. <laughs> the idea being that, uh, where are we putting our, our priority in, in the community? And like you said, this is, these apply to everybody, but I think in our community specifically, we, we get uh, and, you know, pulled in the wrong directions. We may get bad information or bad um, um, examples to follow. So I just wanted to put some of this back in place. A landlord and a Lexus, then you have a problem. In the way of, you know, thinking, are we, are we, um, well, what's the word? Uh, living our, our wage or acting our wage, wage with the W-A-G-E. So we're not having a, an $800 car payment when, when we don't have any savings in the bank, that we're not, uh, you know, putting anything into the 401k. That's, that's the idea of the fourth chapter there. That the fifth, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. The concept here was uh, same thing again. Uh, how do we count our progress and, and compare it to those around us to see how we are um, measuring up? How are we following the same strategies that they're doing? That we're making sure that we have our pieces in place that, uh, and, and mindset and, and activities and, and investments according to what others have done out there ahead of us that wow. we can learn best practices from? That, that, that is that is so see that's priceless information <laughs> and, uh, and 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 we could go on and we will go on uh yeah. we're going to take a quick break uh ladies and gentlemen you're listening to in the black this is bob dickerson my guest is eugene mitchell we'll be back momentarily Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. 
That's Robert B. Dickerson, Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is In the Black with Bob Dickerson. Uh, we're having a great time, having a great conversation with Eugene, Eugene Mitchell, uh, who was one of the presenters at the just completed A.G. Gaston Conference, the 16th A.G. Gaston Conference that, was, uh, that just wrapped up or is about to wrap up when you listen to this in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, Eugene has been, uh, been called, again, the man with the $50 billion plan. And, and if you've been listening to our prior segments, then you know that that's true. Uh, this man has a plan. He has ideas. He has instruction for all of us and things that we all should listen to and should put into place. Now, Eugene, you were going through your rules and you got through number five, but I, I have to put an asterisk by rule number four because I do think that's something that we, we, we need to say once again. If you have a landlord, meaning you're not buying your home, and a Lexus, meaning you have an expensive car, then you have a problem. I, and, and when I first read that, you know, I chuckled in a way, but it wasn't a real chuckle because too many of us have that situation where we, we have nice things and we have nice bling and we have a lot of the things that don't appreciate and value, but we don't have those things that do appreciate and value. But, but go ahead and, 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 and let's talk about you know, the, the rules, the rule six, rule seven, and then we'll, we'll shift a bit and, and kind of talk about uh, what's happening uh, with some of us baby boomers and why we need to, in particular, pay attention to uh, wealth building and legacy leaving strategies. So, so go ahead with those other rules. Absolutely. And, and, and I love number four, too, and, and just to put some more uh, context on that, the idea of the, the landlord and the Lexus, you know, I think too many of us are, are focused on symbols of wealth. And, and we, uh, you know, are, are, like you said, with the bling and the car and, and there's many reasons that we want to feel good and, and show that we've arrived. But, but what the book is saying and, and what I'm trying to share is that, that, that we can actually have wealth and create some of the strategies to, to accumulate those appreciating assets. And it's not out of our grasp it's not too far beyond where we are and 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 i think for many of it many of us is about we've not been taught or shown how to do it how to how to buy the first home how to um you know to to create some some uh, income streams from from rental properties how to 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 fund life insurance you know for a few hundred dollars a month for a guaranteed payout down the line that that you can benefit from while you're alive as well as pass on to the, your, your children and your children's children. That's really where I was going with this, this uh, rule number four. Um, let, let, let's, let's really recognize <laughs> and see where we are and not get distracted on um, you know, the symbols of wealth, the things that depreciate, that don't have any value, that, that make other people and other communities rich because we keep sending our money over there instead of keeping it for ourselves Amen. and investing in ourselves. Thank you. Uh, rule number six. Uh, rich people plan for three generations, poor people plan for Saturday night. Mm. That's another one of those. Um, realizing, you know, that um, the the communities around us, they, they, um, and, and over time, have realized the further you go out, the the the, 
the more that you, in, in the way of years, in the way of investing for generations, that the, the more empowered you are as a family, as, as a community. And I think that's, that's the difference between that, that poor and, and poverty mindset. That, you know, if I, if I don't think I have, or if I'm only focused in, in Saturday night, that then, then I won't accumulate. I won't put in, uh, the right investments in place. And so the idea that same thing is even using these tools like life insurance, how we can take out insurance policies on our parents. And that's, that's something that I've seen families do around where I live. And, and, I, and um, you know, that do things like pooling. Uh, me and my sister went to my parents and said, we'd like to take out an insurance policy on you, like we've seen other communities do. It took us a while for them to agree to it. And that was, uh, you can imagine, and not an easy conversation the first, second, third, fourth time around. But when they realized and heard how other communities use this as a tool to not profit off the death of grandma and grandpa, but to, to, to create, hold them up as a matriarch and patriarch. Because from that money that's received, that was a half million dollar policy on both of the parents. When we use that money, we said we would pay the, your great-grandchildren and great-grandchildren's college education with it. They said, that's what we want to be remembered for. That's what the difference we want to make. And so me and my sister split the payment on that. And, and these are tools and, and, and strategies, like I said in the book, that, that I continue to share that I've seen other communities do so it cost us $300 a month, and we split the cost $150 each. And I say, what else in America can you spend $150 to get a guaranteed half million dollars at some point in the future? This is what I'm pulling out and, and sharing and, and, and uh, thing, advocating that we do in our community uh, to, to continue to, to build our own. And then the last rule number seven, a rising tide lifts all boats. And the concept here is that, uh, you know, like you have me at the conference and, and George Frazier and Maggie, it's to, to create wealth and to, to empower our community, our 401st year here in America. But we, we're going to have to work together to do this. There's no one fix for it all. Uh, this is a, a, a multifaceted plan around those four pillars of intergenerational wealth about rallying and, and, and harnessing the best that we have in our community to make sure that we're all doing well and all pulling, pulling everybody along. So that's, that's really what the, the, the intent of the book is, that I believe we can all create a million dollar estate for ourselves and, and ensure you know, a great life for, for, for from where we are and, and making sure our children and children's children are, are set up to benefit. That is so great, so great. You're listening to In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. This is Bob Dickerson. I am honored to have as my guest, Mr. Eugene Mitchell, uh, Eugene, Eugene came up with an idea to put $50 billion of insurance in place for the black community, uh, something so vital and, uh, and, and so underutilized. And, uh, and Eugene has now moved on and has started uh, his own consulting firm uh, focused on financial services and financial literacy. And, and if you've been listening to him what he's giving you is information that will enhance your financial literacy. And I think that that is critically important. Ascension Brokerage, um, a national network of advisors. Uh, they're leading a movement for economic empowerment in the black community. Uh, Eugene, talk a bit about the wealth transfer. Well, talk about Ascension and, and, and your idea in creating this, this network. And also talk about the wealth transfer. And, and, and guys my age don't really like to hear it because, you know, but we do know that one, there are a couple of things that are, that are inevitable. 
taxes being one and certainly death being being the other. So so let's spend <laughs> the next right. uh, four minutes or so talking about Ascension and talking about this wealth transfer. Sure, sure. Ascension Brokerage uh, I've created now uh, not only as a brokerage to provide uh, life insurance and fixed investment products to, to the black community from a range of different companies, uh, A-rated companies out there. I, I worked at one company, New York Life, and, and I knew that we would insure some people, but we wouldn't insure other people. We had really strict uh, underwriting guidelines, but it didn't mean that somebody in the community couldn't get insurance. So I wanted to create a brokerage. So the agents, when we go into churches, we go into organizations and, and we uh, you know, have uh, folks with, with uh, common symptoms, the hypertension, the diabetes, the, the felonies, the, uh, the being afraid of needles, that, that we can still get an insurance policy for these individuals. And, and a brokerage is the way that I thought would be the best offering to do that. The other part to that is I want to create a national network of black agents working together with this common cause for economic empowerment. The, 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 the message is too big and, and, and we don't have to, to fight each other trying to get people empowered, getting people insured and to pass economic wealth to one another. We should all be on the same page to that. As we said again, the, the rising tide lifts all boats. Let's all work together for that. So that's the intention of the uh, the broker, the national network here. So the the, the message, the the, um, the meetings, the newsletters, the conversations I was having at New York Life. I knew another a lot of other agents, a lot of other companies weren't doing similar. So this gives us an opportunity to leverage what we've done before on a larger scale now. I think it's it's very vitally important. To, to, as you said, this, this I'm, it's just not me. The the uh, the stats, the, the messaging, the the news is is commenting on the greatest transfer of wealth in history that's coming, from the baby boomers retiring and dying over the next 40 years. They're saying 59 trillion dollars will change hands in that time, and so it's going to go to their heirs, it's going to go to taxes, and it's going to go to charitable foundations. And, and part of my conversation and insistence in the conference was about us as business owners and entrepreneurs making sure that we're positioning ourselves and our families to, to benefit from that, but also see it as business opportunity. I know years ago, we talked about the retirement communities and we talked about the, the, um, the services needing of, needed by an aging population. Now we're talking about their, their investments, their 401ks, we're talking about their their, uh, their property, we're talking about their business interests. How, how and how, how are we helping to manage that? And I think, you know, there's opportunities for financial advisors, for lawyers, for, for um, architects, for the homes, for, for uh, decorators, for the uh, construction teams, for, for healthcare professionals. Like we, if we see this as an opportunity in this transfer of wealth that we can set our business to align to, to serve, but also use tools like life insurance and, and these other investment vehicles to create wealth, to make sure that we're participating in this, this income transfer or this uh, wealth transfer that's happening. Otherwise, I believe you said 228 years, if we don't do anything drastic to change the path we're on, I think we're gonna fall further behind if we don't keep up, catch up and, and continue to do some of the strategies that we've been talking about here. That is so good. This is such a rich conversation, Eugene. I really appreciate you joining me on In the Black. You've been listening to Eugene Mitchell, author of Closing the Racial Wealth Gap. Be sure to go on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, 
eugenemitchell.com and, and be sure to get that book. Uh, the Ascension other- Brokerage and the National Network of Advisors. Eugene, thank you so much for joining us today. Can I ask you to uh, the audience to also text the word wealth to 66866. Text the word wealth to 66866. It's a way to, to get connected with me. I'll follow it back up with a text back to you. I'll ask for your email address and I'll give you the progress and the updates of what we're working on and how we can continue to work together going forward. Thank you. Thank you. Eugene Mitchell joining Bob Dickerson on In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. We'll be back in a moment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson, Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. We want to thank, once again, our guest, Eugene Mitchell, who just finished uh, speaking at the A.G. Gaston Conference, and um, he did a wonderful job. Uh, you really want to check out his book, Closing the Racial Wealth Gap. Uh, Eugene is a wealth of knowledge, and uh, he shared it with all of us on In the Black. You know, uh, I mentioned uh, A.G. Gaston, who actually had 10 principles, 10 recommendations for success, and they, they mirror, uh, to a, a great degree, uh, Eugene, save a part of all you earn, pay yourself well, first, was one of Gaston's um, uh, recommendations. He wanted you to take some money off the top and put it in the bank. Uh, of course, he had a bank and he suggested that you put it in his bank, obviously. Uh, he also wanted to make sure that you established a reputation at a bank uh, so that if you needed to borrow some money that uh, you'd be able to do that. Uh, he was very safe. Uh, he, he recommended that you don't take chances with money uh, and never borrow anything, borrow anything that it forced you you couldn't pay back. Um, he was all about humility and discipline and, and not about flash and bling. Uh, and Eugene mentioned some of that, uh, find a need and fill it probably was Gaston's most, uh, most famous recommendation. So, you know, we revisited those Gaston recommendations this year and, uh, and I sort of summarized them this, this way that number one, savings are better than debt. Uh, in my business, I lend money. And I'm often troubled by someone who just wants to borrow money. 
you you borrow money when you have to. You borrow money when you need to. But uh, but anyone who has a desire to be in debt, then uh, then I, I question that. Again, thrift, discipline, and financial astuteness are keys to happiness and success. Uh, it's going to be difficult to be happy if you're under financial pressure, and financial pressure certainly causes a lot of of ills, uh, health ills, uh, mental health ills, and uh, and and the and and really sadness and uh, disappointment. So you know. You want to be thrifty. You want to be disciplined. You want to be financially aware. Increase your financial literacy, because those are keys to happiness and success. Um, this is one that uh, some people might. Uh, I, I had a couple of folks debate this one, but it, 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 I said, if at all possible, live beneath your means. And and one of my friends said, you need to live beneath beneath your means anyway. And there are some people. Uh, who aren't able to live beneath their means because they don't have uh, many means. And so there's not much room uh, beneath their means. But And so I, I wanted to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and say, if at all possible, live beneath your means. Um, and of course, one of the things that we know is that your reputation is really important. Uh, your reputation is... Uh, is critical uh, if you're in business, is critical if you want to borrow money, uh, it's just critical. So one of the things you always want to do is you always want to want to guard and protect your recommendation, your, 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 your reputation. It is, it is vitally important that you do that. And of course, if you're in business, uh, Gaston's most famous recommendation was find a need and fill it. He certainly did. Uh, with his insurance company, burial society, bank, uh, business college for students, cemeteries, funeral homes, um, radio stations. So he was all over the business specter, but each and every one of his business ventures, each and every one of his business endeavors sought to find a need and fill it in communities. Eugene Mitchell uh, did a great job, of course. Um, we had a great conference. The A.G. Gaston Conference has grown and grown. I just want to take some time out to thank the people who were involved in, in making it a success. And let me start, first of all, with the staff of the Birmingham Business Resource Center. Now, the BBRC, Birmingham Business Resource Center, the acronym is BBRC, so we make loans and provide uh, advice and counseling and coaches coaching to small businesses. The conference is sort of an aside. It's something that we do on the side. It's something that we started doing, and it became a labor of love for my partner, Gaynell Adams-Jackson, and me. But my staff is really involved in doing the Gaston Conference, even though it is not, quote-unquote, their jobs. And so. I have to start by thanking uh, the staff of the BBRC uh, in making sure that the conference runs and that it runs right. And, and I get a lot of credit for it, but I must make sure that I pass that credit on to the folks that really work behind the scenes, scenes and, and, and do such a tremendous job. I mentioned Gaynell Adams-Jackson. She's my partner. I've said many times that the A.G. Gaston 
conference, I initially wanted to call it the AG Gas and Business Expo. But the AG Gas and Business Expo slash AG Gas and Conference was a folder in my desk drawer at work until I started mentioning it to Gaynell now about 17 years ago. Lo and behold, uh, it became a reality and it's been going on. Now, Gaynell makes this statement. I'm going to attribute this one to her. We've been together now for over 16 years doing the AG Gaston Conference. And she has been known to say that, uh, that our business relationship and our partnership has lasted longer than most marriages. I don't know if I totally agree with that, but, uh, but, it, but it's kind of funny. But we have, uh, we have enjoyed a good relationship and a good time together. I won't go into naming names of sponsors and supporters because I'll leave somebody out and I might get in trouble. But what I do want to say is that the Birmingham corporate community has really stepped up and really been loyal to this Gaston conference, both in terms of providing sponsorship dollars, but also in making sure that they are there and representatives of the major corporations in Birmingham are there. So if you were to go online and you looked at a list of the major companies in Birmingham, Alabama, then you turned around and you looked at one of our flyers or the souvenir book for the gas and conference, they're going to look almost exactly alike because uh, we have been privileged, honored, and blessed to have the support of the majority, the vast majority of the major corporations that operate in Birmingham. And we are so happy and so humble that they would do that. And then last, but certainly not least, are the people that come out year after year, year after year and, and support us and come out and attend the conference, talk about the conference, enjoy the conference those folks and you folks are are really important there would be no ag gaston conference if not for the people who actually come and sit in the seats and take in the information uh, and give us feedback and so we're always looking for feedback we're always happy to have done that so this has been a great show we've enjoyed doing it I'm Bob Dickerson within the black. You know, you can get us uh, on our various social media. Check us out, bobdickerson.com, at in the black, that's N T H B L K, at B Dickerson Jr., or get Bob Dickerson on Facebook. We love to hear from you. We love to communicate with you. We're enjoying doing this. And uh, you have a great week. You have a great week. We'll see you again next week. This is Bob Dickerson within the black. Thank you for tuning in. Please join host Bob Dickerson for another edition of In the Black next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.